Hello and welcome back to Solid. My name's Jake. I'm running the ship. Solo Dolo, that's what they're calling me. That's what that's what that's what I'm doing here. This is the Battlehawks uh, Week Five Recop. Um, we're we're gonna get into it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cover a lot here. Um, if you don't remember and you wanted to just shut it out of your brain, I know I do that a lot. It's called compartmentalizing, and it's a healthy thing to do, no matter what anybody tells you. Uh, Battlehawks lost twenty-eight to twenty to the DC Defenders last Saturday, right? That was a Saturday game. Yeah, Saturday night. That's what happened. 35,000 people in the stands, and they lost. crowd was loud. crowd was quiet for good reason. They were loud for good reason, too, honestly. Um, but let's just kind of get into this. You know, uh, normally I, I, I start with uh, with AJ McCarron. Not going to do that today. Not going to do that, even though, I like, two weeks ago I decided that I'm always going to start with AJ McCarron. You know what? I'm in charge. I make the rules. I can do whatever I want, baby. I can do whatever I want. We're going to start with the coaching. Uh, we're going to start with uh, old BG. The uh, Bruce Gradkowski, the offensive coordinator. Um, he he's he's doing fine. We'll say that he's doing bad in a lot of ways, but he's doing fine and he's learning in other ways. Okay, let's start with this his play calling, like the physical play calling, like him actually calling in the place. All right, we're gonna start there. Um, okay, so. Second quarter, it is a third down, right? That's the situation we're at right now. Uh, and he got a, a play call in in very late, okay? He got the call in with 25 seconds left. Now, this is something that I had been critical of for this offense since before the season even started when uh, Anthony Beck said that he wanted to get to do a, uh, a hybrid, uh, hybrid uh, uh, West Coast-style offense. And in that... I uh, I mentioned that that's the kind of offense that the Rams run, uh, and the Rams they run an offense where the play calls are are very very complicated. If you remember, there was there's a tweet. It kind of turned into a meme about a uh, 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 what's it called a like one of one of their play calls. Let me see if I can find exactly what it was. It was the week one preview. I was writing about this. Uh, okay, this is this is an example of a Sean McVay, Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, his play call. Lens to deuce right, uh, claw Z, short lander, Z strong, X revo, Z lockback, can two jet, X Monday, Astro read alert Monday, Deacon flow F Panama on the Omaha. That is a Rams play call. And while, while Bruce Gradkowski's not doing that same thing, man, he's making them pretty complicated. All right, so he got this call in with 25 seconds left, okay? His call, he said, 11-11, Southwest Z-Short, 51-Mesh, Z-Sail, H-Flat. Now, I said that because I've practiced reading that. But when he was calling it, he was calling it because what each one of those things means is, is a specific call for um, four players, specific things for them to run. And he was, like, thinking about it off the top of his head. He was like, 11-11, Southwest, Z-Short, 51-Mesh, Z sale H flat. He said it like that slow. It took him eight seconds to get the play call in. So if you're doing, if you're keeping time, because I know I am, he got that call in with 25 seconds left. Is when he started the call. 17 seconds now. All right, 17 seconds. AJ McCarron was actually able to call it in seven seconds. So then there's 10 seconds left. Okay. Then you have to uh, get everybody lined up. 
You have to allow uh, A.J. McCarron to, to do his checks at the line, call coverages for the, uh, for the pass rush, call out mics, all that business. Ended up being a uh, delay of game. Ended up being a delay of game in a, uh, in a, in a, in a pretty avoidable thing. Uh, now, to be fair, it usually doesn't happen. That might have been one of their first couple, maybe their first or a handful of, uh, of delay of games they've had in five games. If you're running that kind of offense, that's that's actually kind of kind of impressive. But I mean, the reason that they have AJ AJ running the ship is because he's, he's he's smart. He's he's uh, he's very uh, cerebral about the game, and he, he's able to make these checks. He's a good leader. Now, if you look at the defenders' um, play calls, uh, 59 Durango. That's what their play call was because that's 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 the offense that they run, and it's very effective. It's very effective. They run. They're able to run tempo because they can just make play calls like that. Um, so. As far as physical play calling goes, they've got to find something, something to do because I think this could potentially be an issue. Um, we saw it kind of near the end of the game. On, uh, I believe it was actually the, it was it was the it was the drive where uh, uh, Stephen Mitchell got that 50-yard touchdown. They were taking a lot of time. It didn't look like they had any sense of urgency. Um, and I gotta believe that a lot of that is because they have to be able to actually comprehend these. These uh, pretty, pretty uh, long and drawn out play calls. Anyway, so that's that's a gripe that I got with him for his physical play call, uh, calling. Ideologically, like, like the the way that he's calling plays, I have some problems with that too. This is not the first time that he's run into this. After the eighty yard uh, kick return from Darius Shepard, um, momentum is starting off the second second half. You're starting off the second half with momentum. Eighty yard kick return. Um, you know what? Why not just stick it to him? No, Bruce Gradkowski runs the ball. You gotta go for the throat. Everybody on their team's like, "Yo, what the hell just happened right now?" Just punch it in, man. But take it, take a shot. Don't don't run the ball because I'm pretty sure they got zero zero yards off that run. Yeah, they got like zero yards, and then there's a couple incompletions, and they kicked a field goal. You gotta go for the throat. He doesn't take immediate advantage of big plays because there's a thing that I've said before. I think they've only gotten like ten points off of their off of their turnovers. Um, they didn't get any turnovers this game. Well, I guess I got the turnover on downs, but um, they're not taking advantage of them. Um, you got you got you got a chance to get everybody on the defense on their heels. Why wouldn't you instead of playing this? First down run game. I, I don't get it. Maybe that's what uh, Anthony Beck wants him to do. I, I don't. I, I simply, simply don't get it. Um, and then the last thing, last thing with this play calling, this uh, schematics of his plays, uh, kind of odd. I don't know who's drawn these up. Don't know if this is the uh, input from the offensive line coach. I was, I would assume it's not. Or if it's Beck again, I would assume it's not. I don't know who's, but I would also assume it's not <laughs> Bruce Gradkowski's. But there's two separate play, uh, two separate plays this game where there were unblocked edge rushers. Uh, excuse you. <laughs> uh, in the second quarter, now this one was probably on the left tackle himself on uh, Eric Magwood. There's a blitzer who got untouched on the outside. Magwood didn't even didn't even c- try to communicate to anybody. He just blocked the the guy that was directly in front of him rather than the outside guy. Don't uh, don't know what happened there. Have no idea what happened there. This isn't Eric Magwood's first game anymore. This is the second game you got. You gotta be able to communicate, my friend. Uh, so that one might have been on Magwood, but it was an unblocked edge rusher. The other one, I don't get this one. It was in it was in the uh, third quarter. There's an there's an unblocked linebacker um, 
the play it was a play action all right so they're going to fake that handoff uh, and then they're going to throw it the linebacker was unblocked they were banking the play was drawn up with that with that linebacker banking on him biting on that on that play action oh he didn't and <laughs> it ended up being an 8 yard sack so as far as those things go not great not great all right uh anthony becht um Talk with him. Uh, let's do him. Uh, coward, uh, very cowardly, cowardly punts in this game. Uh, in the second quarter, I brought this up when I did my reaction. Forty seconds left. It was fourth and ten from DC's forty-five, and he punted. It's forty seconds left in the first half. Your defense at that point had only let up one, uh, one big play, and they got to stop at the uh, stop at the goal line. I guess they didn't have faith in him because he punted it with forty seconds left. Fourth and ten. Take a shot. Why wouldn't you? If you need to do an arm punt, do an arm punt. Um, don't, I don't get that one. But the most cowardly one was in the fourth quarter, fourth and three from St. Louis's forty, and they were down sixteen points. You're down sixteen points, my friend. And he punted the ball from from near midfield on fourth and three. That's weak. That's weak. Uh, and then with, also with back, to the, I I almost I want to put the penalties on him. I don't know if I necessarily can. I mean, he's obviously playing a part in it if everybody's undisciplined. This is their worst game by far for penalties. Ten penalties for 59 yards. Discipline is on the coaches. And I might get into this later, but I did get into it on the reaction. These offensive line penalties, they're getting beat by the people across from them. So they're in their heads. They're having to compensate by leaving early, by holding guys. Um... So that's just on bad offensive line. I would I would almost want to split it 50-50, but it definitely is on Beck, too. All right, so that's what I had on the coaching. Um, very uh, bad bad game all around for them. Um, now let's do A.J. McCarron. All right. 22 for 34, 236 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, five sacks for 24 yards. Kind of a tale of two halves here. Okay, so in the first half, he went eight for 14 for 86 yards. Not Not, I mean, not bad. Not good at all. Not good. I mean, he couldn't get anything going. Um, a lot of the cowardly play calling there, uh, or not cowardly. Well, yeah, weak play calling, I'll say, by by uh, Bruce Gregkowski. Um So that was the first half. Second half, though, 14 for 20, 150 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, um, dropped balls there. But still, 14, 14 uh, catches for 150 yards. I do... Um, a lot of times I will uh, I will say if you take one play out this is what the stat line would be I'm not gonna do that here because I mean if you take if you take one play out of there he would be 13 for night uh, for 19 100 yards in a touchdown and an interception not gonna do that because that play happened um, I'm also not gonna do it when I talk about uh, how the defense uh, totally uh, uh, botched two plays uh, but that is the situation Um 14 for 20, 150 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Uh, I've been keeping track of those uh, uh, fourth quarter percentages. If you've been hanging around and listening to this for a minute, you kind of understand where I'm going with this. But to sum it up, um, 42% of AJ's uh, passing yards and 35% of his completions are in the fourth quarter now. Um, started off with like 70% and like 30 six percent of his completion so it is coming back down to earth you'd like to see that spread out a little bit more but that's just kind of the situation that this team is putting themselves in um issues that i had with aj mccarron his inaccuracy was uh kind of kind of uh kind of going crazy this game 
Uh, he had a low throw on the first drive, low and outside on the second drive. He overthrew Austin Pearl in the end zone. That one might have been a defensive holding or a defensive pass interference that didn't get called. Um, he uh, threw behind a crosser, behind George Campbell on that touchdown. It was a reception, an incredible reception. Uh, and then he underthrew on that. He underthrew the ball on that interception. So inaccuracy was was kind of uh, at full force today. I, he's his eyes. I don't, I don't want to say they're giving him trouble, but that's all I can think of. On that George Campbell touchdown drive, all right, he hit Darius Shepard for a first down. And it's a pretty big one, too. It might have been, like, somewhere between, like, 10 and 20 yards, somewhere there. Uh, so it was a good gain. But on the other side of the field, I remember seeing this in the stands. He had Austin Prohl wide open on a corner route, man. Wide open on a easy touchdown. You know how much I like I like Austin Prohl in, in, in space. He's good when he's getting covered up by people because he's got pretty sure hands. But when he's wide open, man, he's quick. And I'll get to that. But he had Prohl wide open on a corner out. Didn't see that. Uh, he also took his eyes down and tucked the ball on a failed two-point conversion when uh, Hakeem Butler was wide open. Um, so that kind of stinks, too. Obviously, it's not near as big as, as, as missing guys or not seeing guys, but that that's it's still it's not something that you want to see happening in Week 5 because it could get out of, get out of hand later on. Um, that interception, I'll blame that one on his eyes, too, and I guess the underthrow. Uh, the underthrow is what caused the interception because it was, it was a greedy throw. I mean, it was a greedy throw. They were, they were kind of scooting the ball down the field at that point. They had a chance for that comeback. I didn't believe that it would happen. Uh, but he, they, they definitely had the possibility for it. It was a greedy throw. He got impatient, took a deep shot, but we didn't get the ball deep enough. Um, on that play, Brian Hill was open underneath. Who had, I believe, at that point he had made two receptions on the exact same spot for the two previous plays. He could have just hit him one more time and got a first down, uh, which would have stopped the clock. Well, I guess no. At that point, he was near the uh, near the the sideline and and the, the and the stick, so he could have got a first down or gone out of bounds and stopped the clock. Um, but on the other side, Austin Pearl was wide open in the middle. So, and he was at the stick, so he could have got that first down and extra yardage. Um, he wasn't necessarily like super wide open, but he was open in the middle. So AJ got greedy there. Um, that's kind of the greedy and, and not putting all the ass on the ball that you could that burned him. Um, ended up being the game ceiling interception on a drive that was looking decent. Um, his game sense too, uh, Half of this, I don't necessarily blame him, okay? Because because he's he's feeling pressure that's not there, and that is totally, I get it, I get it, because he's getting pressured because his offense, his tackle at this point, his I guess both tackle, kind of the whole offensive line except for the center, I should say, specifically his right tackle though, uh, is doesn't block, uh, just uh, just might as well cut his arms off because he's not going to use them uh, unless it's to hold. Um, but it was a second and eight, and then he, he tucked the ball, thinking that he had heat coming on from the right side from where, where uh, Juwan Bushel-Beatty is, and he didn't. And I believe it was a tackle for a loss or a run for nothing. can't remember what it was, but he was he was, he was was feeling phantom pressure. Again, I don't blame him for it, but it, it's not, not good, and that's something that could easily spiral out of control going into the second half of the season. Uh, and then on that, I believe it was on the first drive or second drive, uh, getting to the six. Now, A.J., we know he, he's not a fast guy. He's not. We've seen fast quarterbacks that we played against. AJ's not a fast guy. On that first, might have been the first play of the game. He took off for the sticks. Uh, he, he he bailed out of the pocket, took off for the sticks, and just 
looked really slow. Probably, I mean, anybody else, you, any other quarterback that we've seen, you'd probably be like, oh, that guy's going to get a first down and maybe more. But uh, A.J. ended up only getting like eight yards on it. Uh, but later on in that in that drive or the second drive, like I said, uh, he slid. Uh, it was like it was like second and two, maybe third and two or something like that. And then he slid and was like a yard short of the sticks. That's kind of a game sense thing. You got to be able to got to be able to handle that. He's also thirty two and his kids are in the crowd, so I understand him not wanting to get his head taken off. But still, the football move would be to uh, keep it going. You know now gonna blame him for some things got those issues but he did do good things this game all right he crushed it on the intermediate routes he's been crushing it on the intermediate routes i remember he specifically hit a 16 yard route to hakeem butler that was beautiful uh that deep ball not an intermediate route but that deep ball the steven mitchell beautiful beautiful ball that was a a 50 yard touchdown but you hear 50 yard touchdown you're like did the person get open after 12 yards and just burn everybody no he was he that was that that ball was in the air for 48 yards Okay, that ball made it to the two-yard line where Stephen Mitchell was. Beautiful ball, beautiful placement, beautiful catch. 48-yard throw, that was that was gorgeous. Um, he didn't overthrow any out routes, especially when it counted, like I said, on those last on that last drive. And then, I guess on the drive before that, he was hitting out routes, which is good because he's had trouble with that. I mean, he did have a 64% completion percentage, which is good. Which is good. And then, also, he almost clutched in the uh, fourth quarter. Don't necessarily want to give a kudos for that. That's why I'm listing it last, because he didn't and threw that interception, kind of a bonehead interception. Um, but he was doing good up until that point. That was, I mean, he did fumble earlier. I'm not necessarily going to blame that one on him, um, but he did good. He only he only threw the one interception, unfortunately backbreaking, um, but he did almost clutch in the fourth, fourth quarter. I know that sounds like I'm giving him credit and I, I where, where I shouldn't, and to be fair, I am. Um, oh, the dogs are barking. I'll just edit the dogs barking out, I guess. Okay, let's do wide receivers. All right, let's 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 start with uh, Hakeem Butler. Okay, nine catches on 12 targets, 86 yards. This man, I need to start keeping track of this one too. This man only hit the ground one time this game. Every, every time he catches the ball, except for that one time, it gets stopped for forward progress. People cannot tackle him. People can, 12 targets, I would argue, was too few. He 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 only hit the ground one. He's so hard to tackle. He's so big. Uh, he just he plays much better than everyone who lines up across from him. I got I got uh, not trying to brag. I got interviewed by the by the Riverfront Times before the uh, before the season started. People were the, the the guy asked me. He said, uh, uh, "What are you what are you looking forward to about the XFL?" I said, "There's there's going to be people that that consistently." Um, are better than the person who's lined up across from him, and and that guy is Hakeem Butler. Like the guy is, he's just much bigger and much better than anybody who's going to cover him. Uh, that there's the 21 yard catch that ended up not mattering because there's a penalty the next play. 21 yard catch. He got 10 yards after the catch, and I think like four people hit him. Like the guy, the guy's an absolute monster, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch him. Now that being said, did have two pretty massive drops, hitting him right in the hands, doing the thing where you jump, buddy. You're six five. You don't need to jump for the ball, really. All right, if AJ's gonna do anything, he's he's gonna he overthrows smaller guys. You're big, you're big man. You don't need to jump, and he did that thing where he jumps for the ball and then hits him in the hands, and he drops it. And then he dropped another one on a uh, third and eleven scramble drill. Kind of brutal, but it, dropping it is not necessarily his thing. Um, so hopefully that's kind of just a fluky thing. Next up is uh, Stephen Mitchell, our man, our man Stephen Mitchell. 
brought it up already. One for three, one 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 catch on three targets. Um, the other, the two, the two uh, that he didn't get, I believe, were pretty bad throws. Uh, one catch for fifty yards. Great route on that touchdown. Uh, he absolutely burned the corner into the ground. Just put him on a slow cooker and just left the house for a month. He just turned into he just turned that man to char. That was amazing, amazing, amazing play. I already kind of touched on that. Next one is Darius Shepard. Uh, three catches on five yards for thirty yard, or three catches on five passes for thirty yards. Oh, that's good. Okay, not great, but good. What's great is the 155 return yards. This guy is an absolute freak of nature when it comes to returning this ball. It is okay. He had an 80 yard return and a 52 yard, and I believe like a, a 23 yard return, but the 80 yard return and a 52 yard return. That's absolutely that's 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 stupid. On the year, on the year, he's at 569 yards on kick returns. The next closest person to him, 322 yards. What 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 are they feeding him? Because that is that is dumb. Now I wish that they would they would. I mean, they've only really capitalized off of uh, off of one of his big returns, um, and I believe that was actually the first time that these guys played in week three. Uh, he had like a seventy-five yard return or something like that, or so, something around that. But Darius Shepard, man, he he now has the longest and second longest and fourth longest kick returns in the XFL. The guy, g- good, good God, he he can ball, he can ball. Um, Again, didn't necessarily have the greatest game, but it was a good game. Um, getting first downs, um, that's important, obviously. Uh, but didn't have the best best uh, uh, game on offense. But special teams, the guy, he is he's just weaseling out of stuff. I love it. Um, next one, Austin Pearl. Three catches on five targets, 29 yards. Mentioned it before. I like getting him in space, and they are getting him in space. I will give that to Bruce Gradkowski. They're drawing up plays to get Austin Pearl in space. A couple weeks ago, or was it last week, they hit him with a uh, a jet sweep. Love that. But they're getting him in space now in the actual, in the passing game. He caught the ball on one on one play. He caught the ball nine yards past the line of scrimmage. Fast feet. Man's got fast feet. Took him five more yards in like a half a second. He's he's so quick. He's so quick when he gets the ball. It 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 what it, it looks it looks like he's falling. It, like you know how like if you like trip on something like your your feet speed up to try to catch yourself. That's what it looks like for him. It's a fact that you run fast. That's a fact that you run faster when you're falling. That's a fact, and you can write that down and 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 use that for something. Um, but ooh, he's quick. I, I want to see him. Like I mentioned, there's that interception play where I believe he definitely would have got that first down in the, in the clock stop. But anyway, good game from him. Um, not the most impressive numbers, but good, good for him making the most of what he had. Uh, and then also, there was a play where I believe the uh, the refs threw a flag initially, or maybe they didn't. But there was a discussion about it being a, uh, a helmet to helmet or a target on a, uh, uh, a hit on a defenseless receiver. Uh, and it, I mean, he he got Austin Pearl just absolutely got smashed, but he just popped right back up. The guy's got like child bones. He's just built like a child, and he's got the size of kind of a child when it's compared to everybody else, but. He's able to bounce back, which is also good. Uh, Jake Sutherland, tight end, two for two, seven yards. One of them was a screen for zero yards. I'm not necessarily going to blame that on him. He's a big guy. Not entirely sure why you're trying to get him on a screen. Um, but he's got sure hands, man. I think he's only, like, missed one one, one ball. Ben mentioned it. They need to get them more. These tight ends, well, not these tight ends, specifically Jake Sutherland because the other guy that uh, uh, Giovanni something, um, he sucks, so maybe don't throw the ball to him, but they need to get Jake Sutherland involved in this offense more. Um, maybe maybe Bruce will listen to that. Bruce, if you're listening, 
I don't apologize for what I said before. Let's let's get Jake Sullivan the ball more. All right, let's draw some stuff up for him. Anthony Beck is your was a tight end in the NFL. Ask him for plays, okay? Do that. Um, last one, last receiver, George Campbell. Brought him up to one for one. Gets one target, five yards, and it was that touchdown. That was incredible. That that was that ball was thrown so poorly. Um, and he snag, he just tips it to himself, bobbles it, and cut. What a what a great catch in a very clutch moment. That was a great George Campbell play. Okay, so that's our wide receivers. Now the running backs. Um, Really, just just one, just Brian Hill. Uh, the I mentioned it last week. The 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 difference in the the talent from Brian Hill to Mateo Durant and Kareem Walker is pretty crazy. Uh, Brian Hill's a good running back. Uh, Fourteen carries, seventy nine yards. Longest carry was eighteen yards. Now he had five carries for three or less yards. And four of those came on first downs, and two or three of them were for zero yards. That, and I'll try to think if I want to bring this up now. I'll just rehash it when I get to it later. That's on the offensive line. These long rushes from Brian Hill is because he himself has talent. He himself has talent. Sometimes he gets Panashuk, the uh, the center, to be his his lead blocker. Very uh, uh, Jason Kelsey-esque. And that works out well for him. But the rest of this offensive line is is the reason for these 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 runs that are less than less than three yards. So that's, I mean, he himself very very talented. Uh, receiving, he was three for five, 29 yards. Longest catch was 15 yards. He's very productive when he's getting the ball. Uh, when he gets the ball, he gets it in space and 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 gets those big gains. Uh, he did run the wrong route on the last drive. I think AJ actually um, uh, talked to him about it. He chipped when he shouldn't have chipped, and the ball was, or he was in the wrong spot for the ball. Um, kind of a bang bang thing. Uh, bang bang's the wrong word. It was it was a it was a scheduled throw is probably the best way to say it. Like the ball, it was the the play was to Brian Hill, and he he did the wrong he did the wrong thing, and that one kind of stunk. But still very productive when he's when he's getting the ball. Uh, Mateo Durant four carries for twelve yards. Uh, if you're in for that, you know what congr- you get you get. Good, good, good for Mateo Durant, I think. Um, Kareem Walker is still on this team. Um, you wouldn't have known unless you uh, uh, saw the one play where he got one carry for one yard. Um, so that's pretty neat. Uh, that's the running backs. Really, just Brian Hill again. Um, offensive line. The big. That, that's what I was going to bring up. The big thing is that this line is not good enough. Like I said, to consistently run the ball. Okay. Um, the the term. The term run between the tackles, that's a term a lot like you can think of a, a run where they uh, the running back bounces out to the outside um, or they just run up the gut, the middle of the field. Typically, they say run between the tackles. That's the, I would not describe that as the runs for this game. It's it's run next to the center. Like I said, Panashuk can be that lead blocker, and he's really the only one that can get a good push, a consistent good push on running plays. This offensive line significantly hampers not just the—I mean—they hamper the entire game, um, both mentally and uh, physically. Um, but you can't. This running game can't get going with with this offensive line performing how they are. Um, everyone on this offensive line got a uh, penalty, except for, like I said, Panashuk 
and uh, Dallas Warmack when he came in. Uh, starting with Steven Gonzalez, got a hold on a third and one, a hold away from the play on a third and one. Um, so that's very, very dumb, Steve. Uh, Juwan Bushel Beatty. Oh. I don't know what more you, like, again, I said this when, uh, 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 what's his name, Jones Smith, who is suspended coming back next week, hopefully he's not starting, uh, when when Jared Jones Smith, uh, was, like, when, when he got his suspension, I was like, how bad is his backup going to be if, if Jared Jones Smith is the starter? How bad, but turns out Eric Magwood, I don't know who's assessing the talent on the left tackle, but they did a bad job because Eric Magwood's better than uh, Jared Jones Smith. That being said, Juwan Bushel Bailey's backup must be just like a head in a jar, like in Futurama. It must just not be a full body in order to not start over this guy, okay? He had a hold on a third and six on DC's eight-yard line, and it called back a touchdown. Um, he, I'm watching this. He tries to stick the defensive end with his outside arm to get leverage. That arm is swatted immediately. If you... It, like I had to watch that play like nine times to see because it just happens so quick. Like you, you have to you have to really look to see him try to stick with that outside. Swatted immediately. Then Jawan Bushel Beatty, big tall guy, lumbering slow, just hooks the D end, and it's that hold on a touchdown. Um, so that was stupid. Uh, false start on a third and four uh, led to a fumble. The next play uh, on that fumble, he he got thrown he got thrown to the ground. You got thrown. Your left tackle got thrown to the ground. The uh, the defensive end uh, did a did a stunt. So he went. The defensive end uh, 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 faked like he was going outside. Uh, swung around, went down the middle, missed AJ the first time. Came around uh, back and gets gets a strip sack from behind. I'm not gonna blame AJ on that one. I'm not gonna blame AJ on that one. Maybe you could say like a like a Carson Wentz thing where if a pass rusher gets past him. You uh, he like Carson Wentz just for, like um, thinks that that person doesn't exist anymore. That like that person's like there's one less human being in the world, and then Carson Wentz gets a strip sack. AJ didn't do that though. Uh, AJ tucked the ball and ran, and well, I guess not really tucked it. Nah, eh, I would say he tucked it, but then he was trying to make some moves, which he's not great at, and then got strip strip sack from behind. Um, so that was that was the the one fumble. Um, but. That false start on uh, that false start on Jawan Bushel Beatty, very bad two play sequence for him, man. False start and then absolutely just getting getting thrown to the ground. What do you? How does? How do you think he sleeps? I would assume like you know half of me. You know I I would want to say not very well, but for him to continue to go out there week after week and play this poorly, you got to be like maybe he just maybe it just doesn't register with him. And he sleeps perfectly fine. That might happen. That that's a very real possibility that he just is like, eh, and then sleeps till noon the next day. Okay, next one. Uh, Vidal Alexander, the who? What is he? The right guard. Um, he had a hold on a first and ten on DC's forty-five yard line. This is after the what was that? Darius Shepard's. What did I say? He had two big ones after Darius Shepard's fifty-two uh, yard return. Um, uh, he had a hold on first and 10 on DC's 45. 
making it go to uh, St. Louis's 45. That's a 10-yard play, my friend. Uh, you big, dumb doofus. Uh, what did I call him last week? I called Vidal, Vidal Alexander the, uh, uh, the bead door because people can just get through him. Um, that actually did happen this play too, that, or this game too. That was fun. Um, but had that hold on first down. Uh, uh, the next play was a six-yard sack. Um, that was uh, uh, that sack was one of those that I mentioned before when I was talking about uh, uh, Bruce Gradkowski's uh, weird weird schemes where people uh, there was just a blitzer that got a free shot at a quarterback. Um, this was the one that I was talking about. That might have been on Eric Magwood. That that that's the sack that I'm talking about. Um, but then, uh, like I said, he, he's just a, uh, a bead door. He got bull rushed and tossed on the, uh, on, on the last drive for an eight yard sack. It's just, it's just really, really bad. It is. I don't know. I don't know how, how to describe it. It's just really, really bad. Um, Eric Magwood had a false start on a third and five. Um, I don't know, man. They're just getting beat at the line, and it's, it's so tough. Now, to be fair, they did clean it up in the second half, but at that point, I mean, the damage is already kind of done. They weren't able to weren't able to, to answer to, uh, to those two big touchdown drives that uh, they weren't dr- drives necessarily. Those, those, five, or those five total plays that uh, uh, DC scored on, um, they weren't able to answer because all these mistakes is, is ugly. Um, I will say, so this is something I picked up. It is confirmed now. Confirmed. Stamp confirmed on it. Other teams know that this offensive line stinks. All right? Specifically, Jawan Bushel Beatty. Uh, so after the fumble, okay, they did a, uh, a side uh, sideline interview with the guy who, who got that strip sack. And they asked him, and he, he said that, he said, we're just executing the game plan. To me, what that means is that the game plan is to absolutely just befuddle the tackles. That's like I said, he ran a stunt fake to the outside, came around the inside. They knew that that was going to get Jawan Bushel Beatty. I mean, just his head and brain turned into a tornado. If he has that level of cognizance, again, I said, maybe he, he doesn't even register it as it being a bad thing. But the plan, they, their plan is to just turn these guys into a, just a Tasmanian devil uh, tornado uh, and, and just ruin just ruin them. It's so I mean, teams know. Teams are seeing that these guys are so bad. Hell, I'm seeing it and I'm a dummy. Like, they people that are smarter than me know. It's not good. So you can look forward to seeing more of these guys getting exposed. Uh, but again, no penalties on the offensive line in the, uh, in the second half. So that is... That's good. They did get more sacks in the second, whatever. Offense as a whole, um, like I said, offensive line lost that game uh, in the first half. Uh, the uh, That strip sack ended up being a six-point play because the uh, uh, defenders got the ball on the 14-yard line. Um, the second half, much better, but they... They weren't they weren't aggressive. Like I said, this is all offense as a whole. So the offense just wasn't aggressive. Like I mentioned, eighty yard play, and then they just run the ball and, and pee down their leg. Um, three of their six drives ended with points. Okay, the the offense had had six drives. Three of these drives, or I guess they had seven drives. Three of seven drives ended with points. They had the 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 field goal. I guess they had two field goals. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know where I came up with these numbers. Anyway, they had two field goals, a touchdown, um, uh, and then they had two punts, a fumble, and an interception. So, like, what is that? Is that four out of eight? Anyway, half of their drives ended with points, which is a good thing, but it needs to be more points, man. It, you, I'll get to it with Donnie Hagman. Um, 
when I'm talking the 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 field goal kicker, I guess just kicker in general. Uh, but uh, you can't you can't can't leave it up to him. You don't want him to score points, especially with how volatile he is. It was not it, it just it just wasn't a fun game to watch with them on offense, just because they were getting beat. Um, they were getting beat when they were doing well. Like the, the I mean that like they they were just they were down so many points. You're like, man, this comeback seems insurmountable because that would that would have been a 16 point comeback. The most they've done is 15 in that first game. They were just they were doing well, but they they were just so far behind. It was like ugh, trying to watch somebody bail water with a solo cup. Let's go on to the defense. All right, I'm actually going to start with the defense as a whole. Okay, so so DC had had. 10 real drives this game. Okay, they and I, I mean that as in uh, they ended the ball, they like ran the timeout at the end of the first half, and then they needed out at the end of the uh, end of the second half. Okay. DC had 10 real drives. Their scoring drives. Uh, two drives, two of their scoring drives were two plays. One scoring drive was three plays. And then one drive was seven plays. So they had one lengthy scoring drive. The stops that the the defense had, they had that goal line stop at the beginning of the game. They had four three and outs, and then they had one drive that was eight plays where they forced them to punt. The defense, the defense played well except for when they played the worst, and that's pretty much what sums this up. It's so frustrating. They they played they played so well except for when it was awful. Okay. And then also they're they're the last in the league with five sacks um, on the entire season, which is a really bad thing. Um, getting into to some to some of the, uh, the the standout people on the on the defense, uh, Carson Wells was tackling forwards. I always bring this up: if there's going to be a collision between a running back or whoever has the ball and the the guy who's tackling them, they're going to fall in a direction. What has been happening uh, the, pretty much the entire the entire season is that. Linebackers are getting run over, getting the uh, given the running back an extra six uh, six feet, two yards per uh, on on some of these some of these tackles. Carson Wentz was actually Carson Wentz Carson Wells was actually tackling forwards, putting driving guys backwards. He had three tackle for uh, tackles for a loss this game. Uh, Mike Hampton, uh, a defensive back, had four solo tackles. That's huge when it comes to a defensive back because that means he's out there by himself stopping the guy and he got a tackle for a loss. I love that for those two guys. Now, I want to get into the breakdown of the scores. That was kind of just a tangent thing. Breakdown of the scores, okay. Abram Smith, that 60, the first 62-yard run, all right? It was a weak side run. And I believe, no, not all of their touchdowns were on weak side runs. But they teams have just been having so much success with running the ball on the weak side. It's it's really bad, all right? So on that play, there was great blocking by, by D, uh, DC's O-line, all right? Uh, there was a, a tiniest, tiniest of tiny holes, tiniest of tiny holes that that Abram Smith squeezed through it. Okay, and then the left guard picked up a linebacker who, who was coming in to tackle him. So that was good blocking on the offensive line. The defensive backs is where this this play uh, really just got got destroyed. Okay, so Brandon Sebastian, uh, believe he, uh, corner. All right, he ate the cheese. He's a mouse. He he fell on the trap. He ate the cheese. He stayed on his route for way too long. There's a crossing route that was maybe 10, 15 yards past the line of scrimmage. Brent Sebastian stayed on that for way too long. Got himself out of position. Was never able to get him in, in, in even close to the uh, to the play. So so he was on he he was on the uh, the wide receiver that was also on the weak side. Wide receiver ran a crosser to bring Brandon Sebastian over to the strong side, the right side of the field. Okay, so Brandon Sebastian out of the play. 
the safety came up to defend a screen on the strong side. So on the on the on the strong side of the field, they actually had trips right, and then one guy left, and then Abram Smith in the backfield. Uh, safety came up to defend what he thought was going to be a screen to that to that 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 cluster that that trips on the right side. Uh, he was out of the plate. Now, to be fair, he did turn on the burners and actually almost made the tackle, but he was way out of position uh, whenever it was time to actually uh, stop the play where it should have been stopped. Uh, everybody in that backfield took bad angles. There was like two or three other guys back there. Um, uh, uh, everybody took bad angles and couldn't catch up to to Abram Smith. It was truly it was it was a disgusting play and and just I mean gut wrenching. So that was that first sixty two yard run. Really kind of fell on the DBs on that one. Now, um, second one. It was this uh, Abram Smith five-yard run. This was the short field uh, that that uh, uh, they got after the fumble. Like I said, they got it on the 14-yard line. There was a false start by LaCale London, which turned a second and six to a second and one. And then the next play, Abram Smith, or maybe it's two plays after, whatever. What? Yeah, it was the next play. Abram Smith takes it in. Okay. So. That, I'm not necessarily going to blame that one on the defense because the offense put them in a really, really, really bad spot. So I'm not going to blame the defense. So if we're counting this this game right now, one truly horrendous, terrible, awful, no good, very bad play. Third touchdown, Abram Smith, 70-yard run. 10 of 11 people on the defense thought this ball was going to the outside. So this entire offensive line is, is everybody's everybody's flushing out to the right. Everybody's flushing out to the right. This is actually a strong side run. Everybody's flushing out to the right. 11 of the 10 people or uh, 10 of the 11 people on defense thought the ball was going to the outside. And then they all got their ankles broken because Abram Smith cuts and goes straight up the hash. Okay? Just cuts, finds a finds another hole, just goes straight up the hash, blows by like Four or five guys. All right, just blows right by him. Said 10 of 11 people thought the ball was going to the outside because there's one guy, your safety, Chris Cooper, is the only guy back there. All right, and I guess he felt left out because he got his ankles broken too. He just got absolutely juked out of his pants. Uh, Doesn't come within three yards of Abram Smith. Honestly, it looked like he didn't want to tackle him, and I don't blame him because that's a a grown-ass man running straight at you. Uh... So he didn't. I mean, later on in the game, he he did kind of make try to make up for it. Um, he did try to tackle Abram Smith on the outside and got a concussion. Anyway, that's what happened in that play. Everybody thought the ball was going one way. Abram Smith says whoop and goes straight up the field. Um, absolutely makes uh, Chris Cooper look like a look like a damn child. Okay, so that is the three Abram Smith touchdowns. The first three touchdowns of the game were all by the same guy, which is brutal. Now. Like I mentioned, they also had the seven-play drive for 65 yards. Um, this one started off with a touchback, okay? So the uh, uh, defenders get the ball at the 35-yard line. Uh, aside from that, uh, after the fumble, this was the best field position that they had. And then we get Lucky Jackson. This is what I thought was going to happen all game. Like, going into this game, I thought this was going to be another Lucky Jackson game because he is really what sunk the game in, uh, in, in Week 3. He had three consecutive catches for 45 yards. Not three for 45, like each catch is for 45. No, he had three, three tackles for 45 yards total. After that, the ball is now at St. Louis's 17-yard line. Offsides by the defensive end, Tuopu. Now it's first and five from St. Louis's 12. Two plays later, uh, Derek King runs, runs it in on the weak side. I mean, that was a bad drive. That was a bad drive for the defense. We, I, I knew that Lucky Jackson was going to play something, some part in this game. Um, 
And, I mean, he waited till the, like, late third, early fourth quarter to do it. I can't remember when it was. But he did He did, He did. did show up. Um, again, I thought that's what was going to happen. There's a chance that it might have happened um, uh, earlier if, uh, if those... Uh, those two two play drives uh, didn't happen, but the defense played well. They played well was the problem. They played well until they played the worst. Really, really gross. Um, and I say, I mean, they held uh, Taamu. Uh, he was uh, twelve for eighteen for ninety yards um, compared to what he did in week three. He was eleven for twenty for one hundred ninety six yards in week three. So that, I mean, they kept him. They kept him down. Like when they made, they did. So what I said going into this game is you need to make sure that if you're going to get pressure on Tamu, make him throw the ball and make sure you're covering the receiver because Tamu's not good at throwing the ball. He's good at throwing the ball whenever the guy is. It's just pitch and catch where the guy's wide open, and that's what happened with Lucky Jackson. The guy's a good route runner against these defensive backs, especially when they're playing aggressively, which is again kind of goes into why guys were tackling forward. They're playing aggressively. And that can hurt them, like like what I just said with Lucky Jackson. Tamu was able to get those three receptions for those forty, those three consecutive receptions for forty-five yards because Lucky Jackson was wide open. Now, when he was when he wasn't throwing to people that were wide open, he was getting pressured. He was making some bonehead throws. He was getting pressured. He almost threw two interceptions this game. One of them was in the end zone. Like, and I believe that was actually on that Lucky Jackson drive. Yeah, it was. It, he almost threw an interception in the end zone. Man, it's he's not. <laughs> He's not that good of a quarterback. Uh, he had eight carries for 23 yards, which last week he had 89 yards. Like, they kept him in check. It's just that that damn Abram Smith. Which, ending the show soon, we're on to the awards. I'm, oh, how are the dogs barking again? There's nothing. There's, there's nothing. It's very frustrating. Okay, award time. Uh, Kaka of the week. Kaka of the week, obviously this week it's going to Abram Smith. 23 carries, 218 yards, and three touchdowns. Probably the best stat line anybody's going to have in this league. Uh, that was that was an easy one. Uh, uh-uh. The, uh, there's the Kaka of the week. There's the uh-uh of the week. Uh, I would love... I would love to give this to the entire offensive line. I I really would. I would, I would, really, I would really love to do it. But I feel like if I do that, I'm taking away... Taking away the... Uh, Kind of, kind of the spirit of the award. It's supposed to go to a guy. I've given it to two people, and that's where I'm going to draw the line. I've given it to two people before, but if you know who those two people are, this guy is a, re- a repeat winner. It's Jawan Bushel Beatty, the right tackle. You're a garbage pail, uh, and you do a bad job. Okay, so that's the Kaka of the week is Abram Smith. Uh uh-uh of the week is uh, Jawan Bushel Beatty. New award. New award, Dumb Dumb Bozo of the Week. Feel bad for giving it to him because, like I mentioned, he did get concussed when he tried to tackle him later on. Chris Cooper, you are by yourself and got made a fool. Dumb Dumb Bozo of the Week. Uh, big old donkey kick. This is a new This is a new, new award. Big old donkey kick. Not donkey kick is what I'm saying. Big old donkey kick. I don't know what he's packing. Maybe, maybe he does have big old donkey dick too. But big old donkey kick of the week, Daniel Whalen. This guy, this punter, hoo-yah. He's going to the NFL. He he won Kakao of the week in in, uh, in in week three. He gets a big old donkey kick of the week every time. Every time he punted, a, I, I'm sitting at the 300 level. I take out my phone and just video it. The guy was getting like five five and a half. He might even got six seconds of hang time. The guy is a, a goddamn donkey dick of a leg. The guy big old donkey kick of the week from big old donkey dick Daniel Whalen. And 
last but not least, the last award, another new award, the He's Still Here Doing Things Guy of the Week, Danny Donald Hageman. He's back over 500, baby. He's back over 500. People said he couldn't do it. He's still here. He's still here. You were thinking that he wasn't here anymore. He's still here. Donnie, hey, old Donald, old Donald Hagman. And I believe it's Donald Hagman the third. I'm going to tell you something, and I don't mean anything mean to his family. It, I would simply, I would simply, unless his, unless his parents are like railroad tycoons, I don't know if I'm naming my kid Donald Hagman again. It's just, it's just. It's not a good name. Again, not trying to be mean. Not trying to make it anybody's worst day on their job. Donald Hagman, the third. There's, he's the third one. It took it, two people were like, this name's crushing it. But Donald Hagman back over 500. This guy, this guy's got 10 field goal attempts. He's made six of them, baby. You said he couldn't do it. After that, it was that week two. You know, or week, whatever week it was, be like, oh, this guy, oh, bro, this guy stinks. This guy, oh, you, mm-mm, back over 500. That's what we're aiming for. We're not aiming for, for anything great, just f- fine. That's where we're at with him. If you're wondering what his ranking is, he is uh, the sole the sole owner of fourth most made field goals in the league. You got um, three guys tied for first with seven made field goals. On eight attempts, Donnie Hagman is six made on ten attempts. Uh, the Vipers uh, uh, kicker is five made on eleven attempts. Uh, Seattle is five on six attempts. Uh, Houston is four on five attempts, and Orlando is two on four attempts. It's some. It's pretty bad. But he is this week's. He's still here doing things, guy of the week. Donald Hagman the third, maybe even Donald Hagman the fourth. Honestly, I know there's a Roman numeral, don't know which one it is. But that is the show. That is what we got going on. We are tying a bow on this one. We're gonna we're gonna put a cinder block on the bottom of it and then throw it into a river. Throw it. In, you know what? Not even a river. We're gonna rent a we're gonna rent a boat. We're gonna go to the Mariana Trench and drop the drop the film down uh, next to. Megatron, after the after the first Transformers movie, he was down there. Um, anyway, that is the show. That is Battlehawks Week Five Recop. Thank you guys for sticking with me. I know I know I covered a lot of things here. I know this was long. I appreciate you very much. If you have questions, if you want to reach out to me, if you want to make fun of me for things, um, then find me on on uh, on Twitter. Jake L Beckman, J A K E L B E C K M A N is where I am. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you, and I love you all. Uh, next week, um, actually, you know what? I should bring this up, too. On on Friday, I am going to do not only do a preview, but I'm also going to do a first half uh, of the season recap. I'm going to kind of blend those two things together, and it might take longer, but, you know, that's where we're at. It's fun. I'm having fun with this. If you're thinking to yourself, how does this guy have time for it? I don't do anything. So that's where I'm at. I will catch you all on Friday? Friday or Saturday. One of those two. I'll catch you all later this week. Bye.